Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Warriors returned home looking to win and avoid going down 3-0 to the Kings, and they had to do it without Draymond Green. Plus, the Clippers hosted the Suns without Kawhi, and Bryce Young is going number one overall next week. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Down 0-2, fighting for their playoff lives. The Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, by the way. Yes. Heard all the talk. The dynasty is over. It's done. They can't win with Draymond Green, and they go out and they take care of business against the Sacramento Kings. A 114-97 win in Game 3. They are back in business, and we are always in business when we have Cyrus Atsas from Locked On Warriors <laughs> on the program. Cyrus, um, this was sort of miraculously the defense that, that got them back in this series because they didn't have Draymond Green. How are they able to do it? Well, they didn't just have Draymond Green. They also didn't have Gary Payton the second, uh, which I was I was almost like more worried about just because uh, GP two is such a fantastic perimeter defender. I mean, I, maybe I wasn't more worried, but his his loss, which was very last minute, um, was shocking, and all it did was dissuade me even more from believing the Warriors could pull this off. But look, Stephen Curry had a, a phenomenal night. He shot fifty percent from from beyond the arc, which is. Uh, a very different tune than than what you saw from him in the first two games, especially game two. I think it was only three of 13. Um, and even though Clay Thompson didn't, they survived a really bad shooting night from Clay Thompson. He only had 13 points. But what stuck out to me the most um, were three things. And those three things are three players. One is uh, we all wondered what Steve Kerr was going to do without Draymond Green and to a lesser extent, Gary Payton II. Well, we saw Jermichael Green play for the first time in meaningful minutes this series. He played 10 minutes. The stat sheet will not reflect how impactful he was because all it's going to show is he grabbed three rebounds. But Jermichael Green's one of the biggest players on this team. He also had zero turnovers and played great defense uh, in the interior while making life difficult for the Kings. And then the other two players are the Warriors youngsters. Their second-year 20-year-olds, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Moody particularly had a fantastic night in 16 minutes, scored 13 points, was two for five from beyond the arc. Uh, just brought a lot of energy. And again, even though Kaminga uh, didn't have much in terms of stats, he had six points, two rebounds. He Those were high energy 13 minutes, including some ferocious dunks. And I don't know why Steve Kerr was not playing him in games one and two, because those monster dunks would also silence that crowd in Sacramento. But they certainly lit it up at Chase Center. And it's now a 2-1 series. We, we also saw Dante DiVincenzo, who yeah made the rounds on Twitter for a crossover that might not have been a crossover. But <laughs> six points, okay, you say, okay, six points. He also had eight rebounds, eight assists, and four steals in this one, doing a lot of the little things that maybe someone like Draymond Green would do, a smaller guy playing above his height. That is something that DiVincenzo has always been able to do. Yeah. We have to talk about the Draymond Green of it all because you and I have not spoken since that suspension was announced. We spoke the night of that that uh, entanglement, if you will, and it seems it seemed in the moment there were a lot of people saying it was a deserved suspension. In the days following, it seems like there were a lot of people, podcasters, media people, uh, you know, beat writers that were like, mm, "Was this the right move?" 
Do you have a different perspective on it now that the Warriors won? <laughs> Uh, what Draymond Green said, what are you talking about? Did he come not play tonight? <laughs> okay. uh, well, I, I obviously was on the, on, I, I don't, it's just, this is one of those things I feel like it's all about your perspective. Like I'm in my forties. I'm old enough to remember, you know, every era of basketball going back to the eighties. And what I've been telling people is if what Draymond did that, that led to the suspension, that's led to all these incidents that people deem unsportsmanlike conduct, if you had done any of this stuff in any other area era of basketball, no one would blink an eye at it. It's just what the game is now, you know, like they, they just Adam Silver doesn't like his conduct. Adam Silver doesn't like the physicality. Apparently, I, I just had a hard time with people pointing a finger at Draymond for that particular particular act that he did not instigate uh, leading to a, an actual full game suspension. I didn't support it. I feel like it's all about your perspective and to each their own. Just I didn't like it, though. I do not advocate anyone trying uh, to stomp on their partner's chest. Uh, <laughs> that would be where I would draw that line, though. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Stay up to date all year on the Golden State Warriors by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Warriors on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Clippers had a shot at home to take a series lead over the Suns, but they had to do it without Kawhi Leonard. Before we get to that, the Brooklyn Nets are now on the brink of elimination. Something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement that I have is real, and it's something you don't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. That's true. I eat them essentially every day. And they do these amazing flavor drops with incredible flavors in limited quantities. My favorite is the coconut puff. That was a limited flavor originally. Coconut chunk built bar, the brownie batter. These were limited flavors at one point. Now they're mainstays. So you do not want to miss these flavor drops to get an inside look at the latest and greatest. So mark your calendars and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Brooklyn Nets had a late lead and they let it slip away. Now, they're one loss away from 1-2-3 Cabo. Doug Norrie, Locked On Nets, coming at you following a heartbreaking loss by Brooklyn in Game 3, Philadelphia 102-97 in a game that saw... James Harden get ejected. Nick Claxton get ejected. Joel Embiid almost get ejected. A game that saw the Nets up five with less than three minutes to go, only to watch Philadelphia go on an 11-1 run to end the game. It really looked like Brooklyn was going to be able to take this one at home. They had Philly on the ropes. They could not deliver the knockout punch. Going to be talking about the game. Going to be talking about the ejections. Going to be talking about really everything that went on in this one. It was a really emotional game. You would have liked to see Brooklyn pull it out, but alas, they fall down 3 nothing in the series and are probably on their way out of the playoffs. We'll be covering it all over Locked On Nets. The Dallas Cowboys have done the easy part by picking up the fifth-year option for 2024 on CeeDee Lamb, but would like to sign the wide receiver to a long-term extension at some point this season. The Cowboys made the option official on Thursday, about two weeks before 
a decision had to be made that locks their former first round pick up into a salary of almost $18 million in 2024. Ultimately, the Cowboys hope the option is a placeholder to a long-term deal. On numerous occasions this offseason, Executive Vice President Stephen Jones has said the club would like to sign Lamb and cornerback Trevon Diggs to multi-year deals. In the NHL playoffs, the Toronto Maple Leafs emphatically evened up the series with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Even more City here coming from Scotiabank Arena where the Toronto Maple Leafs just won and tied the series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Big game from John Tavares. Huge performance from the captain scoring a hat-trick in this one. William Yander scoring, Mitch Marner scoring a pair of goals. Big, big night for the Leafs. Tying the series. Some rough stuff in there at the end. The Leafs got the job done. Mike Stefano and I will discuss all of it on Locked on These Podcasts, your team, every day. The New York Rangers blew out the New Jersey Nevils to take a 2-0 series lead. May have taken some time, but Showtime Patrick Kane has arrived on Broadway. What is going on, everybody? This is John Chick, host of the Locked On New Year Rangers podcast. And as I just mentioned, Patrick Kane coming alive with uh, what I thought was easily his best game as a New York Ranger. There were some Ranger fans that have been telling me not to worry about Kane, but despite him having a little bit of an underwhelming uh, stretch run with the Rangers that he was going to turn it on come playoff time. And uh, that's exactly what he did in this game. A couple of primary assists, setting up Chris Kreider for a couple of redirection goals on the power play. And then the single best play that Patrick Kane has made uh, since he's come to the New York Rangers stealing the puck at the Devils, uh, or the Rangers blue line, excuse me, going in alone and uh, roofing a shot for a goal on a breakaway. Really important goal in the game, too. You know, if you didn't watch this game, it'd be easy to look at that and see that, well, Patrick Kane scored in the third period to make it 4-1. to The Rangers went on to win 5-1, to whatever. But uh, that was a big goal because I thought that the Rangers started the third period really slow. That was probably the worst five or so minutes that they played in this entire game. And then uh, as soon as that happened, Kane, I thought, really kind of took the wind out of the Devils' sail and uh, made it 4-1, to and at that point, uh, you know, never say never, but the Rangers look to be well on their way to a win. And in baseball, Chicago White Sox closer Liam Hendricks on Thursday posted remission to his Instagram, along with pictures and video of him throughout his cancer fight. It's official, he wrote, I'm cancer-free. The 34-year-old Hendricks finished his final round of chemotherapy on April 5th, posting a video of him ringing the victory bell. Hendricks announced the diagnosis in January. There is no official timeline to his return, although the team did elect not to move him to the 60-day injured list last month. Here is another story you need to know. Just a few hours before the Clippers and the Suns squared off in Game 3 of their Western Conference series, we found out Kawhi Leonard was not going to play. He was crucial in that game one win, especially without Paul George. The Phoenix Suns were not able to dominate this game despite 45 points from Devin Booker. It was a 129-124 win. They are up 2-1. So the series looks like it might have otherwise looked if the Clippers had just stolen game three instead of game one from L.A., Darian Vaziri joins me now, and and Darian, this was a, a game where Russell Westbrook was incredibly impactful. Norman Powell scored 42. How were the Clippers able to keep this game so close without their two superstars? I think, Peter, it comes down to the effort. You know, I know that's a cliche and it's easy to say, but when you come out and give everything you have, like our players did tonight, you have a chance of competing with anyone because we have talented players, you know. 
when Norman Powell plays to the best of his ability like that, Russell Westbrook, I mean, it's the, it wasn't just the offensive stuff, the double-double. It's how hard he's been working defensively. I mean, the guy's been guarding Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant had six turnovers in this game. And I'm not saying that's all Russell Westbrook, but he definitely has impacted some. He's been so good poking the ball from behind. And as far as the other guys, you know, Bone, Tylen, Terrence Mann, these guys all worked very hard. And I think it's the effort mixed with the amazing depth that this Clipper team has that allowed them to compete. And I also think as good as the Suns are, they're still not the finished article yet. And they don't necessarily play great basketball yet on both ends of the floor, in my opinion. So let's say Kawhi Leonard can get back for game four or at some point in this series, the Clippers made a lot of hay playing small, spreading you out. Russell Westbrook got some key buckets at the end, just basically bully balling Devin Booker because the Suns did not have anyone in the paint to defend this small five out Clippers team. Did this Clippers team find something that you think they can use moving forward to make this a series or even steal this series? Um, I think the five-out lineup has been mentioned a lot by a lot of people, but in this game at the end, when the Clippers started to make a little bit of a run, it was a tiny ball lineup, not small ball, <laughs> tiny ball. Yeah. I mean, Terrence Mann at the center position, that was crazy. And I think we got a couple of steals, but I think a lot of it was just the home crowd and, and the good game from Bones Howland and Norman Powell. There were still deficiencies in that lineup and problems, and that was DeAndre Aiden when he came back in the game. He was getting offensive rebounds. We couldn't really rebound without fouling. And ultimately, there's a lot of negative defenders in that small, tiny ball lineup. I mean, look, Bones Highland, he has proven to not be as much of a liability as they said coming in from Denver. But he's still not – I mean, he can't guard Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And when they constantly put him in the pick and roll and we don't have a center down there protecting the rim – and we really don't have that many fantastic on-ball defenders. I mean, Nico Batum is one of our best ones, but he's had a real struggle in this series, and I've been very disappointed with his offensive production, or lack of it, I should say. And, yeah, I don't know, uh, Peter. I mean, knowing Ty Lue, what he saw, he's a very offense-first coach. I think we could go to that in game four a bit, but in my opinion, I think you tweak it just a tad, take one of those guards out, and then play either Robert Covington or Nicholas Batum. Um, I would say Robert Covington, but given the entire season and how little he's been used and literally played, what, two minutes in this game or something, I don't think that will happen. I think it will either be Marcus Morris or Nicholas Batum at that small ball five, unless he elects to go with Terrence Mann. Uh, I think it's still a little bit too small, though, overall. Stay up to date all year on the LA Clippers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Clippers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Bryce Young will be hearing his name first next Thursday. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects our privacy and security online, but there's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. If you're like me and you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, this will change your world. This is so easy. You want to watch The Office, let's say? Well, Maybe can't get it in the U.S., but you can in the U.K. So just use ExpressVPN. Change the location to the U.K., refresh Netflix, and now you can binge The Office. They let you control where you want sites to think you're located, so you can choose from almost 100 different companies. So just think of the Netflix libraries you can mow through. 
It's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason I use ExpressVPN is because I never notice any buffering, any lag. I can stream in HD, no problem. It's just a thing that I use to make my life better. There's nothing that makes it worse. It also works on phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked right now and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked. Expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. Who will be the number one pick? Our Locked On NFL Mock Draft special attempted to tackle that as Julian Council from Locked On Panthers delivered the pick. And the pick number one is ready to go. Let's go to Julian Council of Locked On Panthers with the first overall selection in this year's Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Bryce Young is too small. Bryce Young doesn't have the prototypical size. No one at five foot 10, 190 or whatever his playing weight has ever gone on to have long-term success in the NFL. But let's go back to my favorite draft antidote that I heard a couple weeks ago from Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL network coming out of high school in California. There was a debate between the top two quarterbacks, Bryce Young and DJ Uyunglele, who went to Clemson and now plays at Oregon state. DJ, U, big player looked like everything you wanted out of a starting quarterback. But how did that work out? Bryce Young went on to Alabama to win the Heisman Trophy, play for a national championship, win one as a backup, and then go on to have one of the best careers of any Alabama quarterback in the program storied history and be the best quarterback in college football. If he was six foot three, there would be no conversation that Bryce Young is the top pick in the NFL draft. But because he's shorter, people get too concerned and overlook the fact that he is the best quarterback in this class. The Carolina Panthers do not do that. They take their guy, Bryce Young. Keith, what do you think? A 5'10 quarterback. It's something I've never seen, and it's hard to sell teams sometimes on a 5'10 quarterback, no matter what round you're picking in. 1.1, though, for Bryce Young. Is that too high for a guy with with some size questions and, and, you know, really longevity questions is what it comes down to in the NFL? Yeah, I'll say this, Peacock. I'm I'm not concerned with the height as much as I am the overall size, right? And this is a guy that I had the opportunity to see in person a couple times. And the 200 pounds, to be quite frankly, I don't believe, right? I believe the 190, the 188, maybe after the game is over. And so you think about big guys like Chris Jones and those guys falling on top of him, and you think about bones, right? You think about him being able to stay healthy, and some of that he can't control, right? When these big guys fall on top of him, he can't stay healthy. But uh, the film is the film, man. The film is that this guy is a highly talented player. Like Williams has said, man, you see some of the things that he does in the pocket. It's rare, man. His ability to manipulate things, throw on a run. He's accurate. His processing, there's some really fun things there. So I, I think the Panthers went with the kind of the safest option in the sense of if you base it solely off of the film. And, you know, I think those guys will be able to coach him up. The size is rare. It's unique. And Matt, you spoke about the other rare qualities that Bryce Young has, which is why a lot of people think that he will be the number one pick in the draft. And he does. I mean, he has ridiculous field vision, processing, playmaking ability, spatial awareness. He's a good, not great thrower. The size just scares the heck out of me. I mean, Julian just mentioned there, if he's 6'3", he's a slam dunk number one. If he's 210 pounds and has some muscle on him, yeah, I mean, he is. You know, because I look at 
Tua. You know, Tua comes to the league injured. He leaves this last game or this last year injured. A lot of injuries in between. Lamar Jackson, the last two seasons, has not been able to finish the year. Kyler Murray, injured as we speak, is going to miss tons of time probably next season. Bryce Young would be would kill to be as big as any one of those three or have as much you know, muscle mass as any of those three. Uh, durability worries me, not the play on the field. You can get ready for all the draft drama with Locked On's mock draft special here from the local experts of each NFL pick and local college experts on the players being picked. That's the Locked On NFL mock draft special. Catch it on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast app. The Warriors officially do not have a fever, and they do not need more cowbell. The Sacramento Kings warn their fans that cowbells aren't permitted in Chase Center, and that fans trying to bring them in will be forced to leave or leave them at the door. Ever since Phil Jackson called Sacramento a cow town while coaching the Lakers 20 years ago, Kings fans have brought cowbells to Kings games, and a video went viral of a fan banging his cowbell as loud as he possibly could right behind Warriors GM Bob Myers when the Warriors and Kings were playing in Sacramento. So understanding why they wanted this in place. I I wouldn't be surprised if Bob Myers himself was like, hey, let's make sure that they don't do this. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday... What can you expect from the upcoming NFL Draft? We'll get you ready for it next week, so at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on sports today.